that with you. Father, we just thank you and we praise you for this opportunity that we have to come together, to hear your word, to be built up, Lord, as a body of Christ, Lord. I just pray, Lord, that you would strengthen us tonight in our inner man by your spirit, by your word tonight, Lord. Anoint me to minister your words to your people. Anoint them to hear your words as it is the truth and it has the ability to set them free. In Jesus' name, everybody said... Amen. Well, roadblocks is the word that the Lord spoke to my heart. And I was like, well, what, why are you talking to me about roadblocks? And he says, that's what stands in the way of people fulfilling what I've called them to fulfill or what hinders people from doing what I've called them to do. So a roadblock is a barrier, as you may know, or it's a barricade that's put up to stop or hinder you from going a certain way. How many of you know the devil would love to hinder you from doing what God's called you to do? You know, I know that we have all kinds of services that where we talk about God's filling you with his power, filling you with his glory, and being led by the spirit and all that, and that's awesome. And we need all that. But we also need to be aware of the enemy's schemes so that we're not hindered Amen. And not uh, sidetracked, not distracted, and not stopped in our tracks. Um, somebody who is majorly hindered or attacked by the enemy is Paul in the Word of God. And so we're going to take a look at his life tonight. In 2 Corinthians 12, 7 through 9, Paul says, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger from Satan sent to torment me and keep me from being proud. Three different times I begged the Lord to take it away, but each time he said, the Lord said, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. So now I am glad to boast about my weakness so that the power of Christ can work through me. So he has barricades thrown in front of him, roadblocks. He's headed, doing the will of God, preaching the word of God, fulfilling the plan of God. He's in the perfect will of God, yet he himself has roadblocks thrown in the way, hindrances. He says, um, an attack from Satan sent to buffet me, sent to hinder me. And the Lord, he's begging the Lord, remove that thing from me. Remove those roadblocks, Lord, so I can keep going. And the Lord's like, You're great. my grace is all you need. Yeah. My strength works best in weakness. In 2 Corinthians 12.10, Paul basically says, now I get excited about my weaknesses, or I get excited when there's a roadblock. Well, how could you say that? He says, because Christ's strength then is made perfect in my weakness. And when I'm weak, when I don't think that I can get through that thing, then he is strong then he is strong. There's been so many times in my life that I didn't feel like I could get over a situation. And let me just say this, that the devil is out to try to kill, steal, and destroy. In John 10, 10, he says he's out there to kill, steal, and destroy the plan that God has for us, the purpose that God has for us. He's trying his best. But God comes that you might have life and life more abundantly. And he's telling us the way to keep on with that life and life more abundantly is to focus upon him. Can you close that window, please? Yeah, just so I don't hear the children. So God came that we might have life and life more abundantly so that we wouldn't allow these hindrances, these roadblocks 
to hinder our walks with the Lord. Hallelujah. In 1 Peter 5, 7, and 8, the Lord tells us to watch and pray. Why? Because there's an enemy. What I was starting to say was that if you're a believer, you might have figured out by now that just because you're a believer doesn't mean that there's zero attacks. In fact, I think, pretty sure, that as soon as you enter the ministry, you get a big giant target on your back. He knows who you are, he sees the glory of God on you, and he wants to stop it at all costs, okay? And so not to detour you from what God has for you, because his grace, his power is made perfect in your weakness. When you just, when you think you can't do it, all of a sudden, the grace of God just fills you up, charges you up, and you keep moving forward. Amen. And so the Lord says that watch and pray because the devil, he is like a roaring lion seeking who he may devour. What is he seeking? He's going to throw roadblocks in your way, hindrances in your way to see if those things can stumble you up, to see if those things can hinder you from the plan that God has for you. What are those things? It's not just like an evil, you know, looking devil. I mean, it comes in different forms. It comes in the form of a boyfriend, It comes in the form of um, a loss of a job. It comes in the form of just an attack on the mind, thinking that, who who am I? How could I possibly do what God's called me to do? How could I possibly do that? I don't have any kind of giftings or whatever the case. So these hindrances can just be different thoughts, different doubts, different things that the devil knows will try to stop you in your tracks from doing what God's called you to do. In James 1, 2 through 4, and it could be an attack against your health. That kind, that's a roadblock. James 1, 2 through 4, it says, Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind, so he's covering all bases, when troubles of any kind comes your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow, so let it grow. For your endurance will be fully developed and you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. In other words, don't let those roadblocks move you. Keep moving forward. Paul said, I press on. That means there was resistance. There was roadblocks. I press forward to what lies ahead. He saw the prize, the high calling of Christ Jesus, and he said, nothing is going to stop me. Nothing is going to move me. We need to be so determined in our walk with God and the call of God upon our lives that it doesn't matter what roadblock, what hindrance, what feeling, no matter what it looks like, we are going to keep moving forward. We're going to keep doing what God has called us to do. Why? Because I want to hear one day that God says, well done, thou good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with what I have given you. Now I'm going to make you ruler over much. Amen? We want to be faithful with what God's blessed us with, faithful with the talents, faithful with the the ability, faithful with the blessings he's given us. We want to be faithful to finish the work of God. Paul was so determined We know his story, hallelujah, and the Lord encourages us in 1 Timothy 6, 12. He says, fight the good fight of faith without wavering. Why would he say that if it wasn't going to be a fight? The truth of the matter is, if you wanted a super peaceful life, I mean, God God protects us. He guards our heart and mind with peace, but the reason that he's guarding our heart and mind with peace is because there's going to be a storm. Sometimes there's a storm. 
Sometimes there's a roadblock or a hindrance, and God's guarding your heart and mind with peace so that you'll keep moving forward to what lies ahead. In Acts 20, um, 20 through 23, I'm going to read this version, and then I'll share with you what this version says. Um, 23. Except that the Holy Spirit, so this is Paul sharing with us his journey. He says, the Holy Spirit tells me in city after city that jail and suffering lie ahead. So it's not that he was out of the will of God why this stuff was happening. God was saying, you need to go here and just FYI, there's some jail time and there's some suffering ahead for you. And he's like, oh, great. (laughs) But God was saying and giving him, you know, the heads up about it so that he would strengthen himself. So that he would wait upon the Lord and get his strength renewed. And that it wouldn't move him. And in fact, actually, one version actually says, um, hang on, let me just finish reading. He says, but my life is worth nothing to me unless I use it for finishing the work God has assigned me by the Lord Jesus. The work of telling others the good news about the wonderful grace of God. He said, even though prison and sufferings await me, he said, none of these things move me. How many of us can say that? He was so determined. He had his eyes on the prize of the high calling of Christ Jesus, so determined to fulfill the plan of God for his life that even though, and for you it might be, even though somebody got sick, even though somebody lost a job, even though someone treated you wrong, Even though the enemy threw these things in your way to try to distract, detour you, it didn't move you. You stayed on course. You're finishing the prize of the high calling of Christ Jesus. You want to hear, well done, and thou good and faithful servant, so you're going to move past that thing. How are you going to do that? His grace is sufficient for you. His strength is made perfect in your weakness. When we face that storm or we face that roadblock, we need to be so determined that no weapon formed against us will prosper. All who rise against us will fall. See, the devil is a loser. He already lost the battle over 2,000 years ago. Jesus got the keys of death, hell, and the grave. And he cannot win a battle in your life unless you let him. Unless you give him place. But if you see his roadblocks, really it's all a suggestion that tries to get you to believe it. If you will just barrel on through and say, no, no weapon formed against me will prosper. Or if you'll see that and maybe you're growing weak because you're running this race for the Lord and you're growing weak, you're growing tired. I know sometimes when you're attacked, one thing after another, it gets kind of tiring. But Isaiah 40, 28 through 31 says, those who wait upon the Lord, he will renew their strength. They will soar high on wings as eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. I've been there. I felt like fainting. I have been there. I have felt like throwing in the towel. I felt like giving up. Being in ministry is not the easiest thing, even though it looks like some great limelight type of thing. It is not. I love serving the Lord above all else, and that's all I want to do with my life, but it is not always easy because you're looking at a road that is narrow, but it leads to eternal life, and that's where my eyes are. You're looking at a road where the enemy is trying 
desperately to stop what you're assigned to do. But my eyes are fixed on Jesus, the author and finisher of my faith. And that's what Paul had. That's why even though he was shipwrecked, 2 Corinthians, um, let's turn there real quick. 2 Corinthians 11, 23 through 29. (laughs) This is awesome. He says, and none of us can say we've been through this much. He says, I know I sound like a madman, but he says, I've served God far more. I have worked harder. I've been put in prison more often. I've been whipped with, um, t- without, whipped times without a number. I've been faced with death again and again. Five different times, the Jewish leaders gave me 39 lashes. Three times, I was beaten with rods. Once, I was stoned. Three times, I was shipwrecked. Once, I spent a whole night, a day at drift in the sea. I've traveled on many long journeys. I have faced danger from rivers and from robbers. I faced danger from my own people and the Jews as well as from the Gentiles. I have faced danger in the cities and in the deserts, in the sea. I have faced danger from men who claim to be believers but are not. I have worked hard and long, enduring many sleepless nights, and I have been hungry and thirsty and have often gone without food. I have shivered in the cold without enough clothing to keep me warm. Then besides all this, I have daily burdened, um, have the daily burden and my concern for all the church who is weak without my, um, without me feeding them. Oh man. So I'm just going to stop there. But yet this is the man who says, but none of these things move me. Not one of these things. I mean, you can see that the devil was trying everything to stop him. Why? Because he wrote a lot of the Bible. He got a lot of revelation. And he was to bring the good news to both the Jew and the Gentile. This revelation that Jesus Christ is Lord and he is for all man. What a powerful revelation. And you know, the devil would love to stop us in our track from being able to share the good news to whoever we meet because we are the light in this world. We are the city on a hill. And he says, a light shouldn't cover up, right? A light should be set up for everybody to see so they can see. To show that our God is God, we need to be a light into this world. But if we're allowing the enemy to throw these roadblocks in our life and to get us to go hide our light, Hide because we're afraid of the darkness. Hide because we're afraid of what might happen. Hide because we're hurt because of things people said. Hide because we're, we feel like we're being attacked with sickness. Hide because we're afraid of the coronavirus. Hide because of this and that. Then the devil won. But Paul didn't let any of those things move him. Yeah. I mean, he went. the devil went from every angle with him. And, you know, it's funny because I always say the devil doesn't have any new tricks. How many of you have experienced the fact that the devil tries to attack you in the same way so often? Okay. (laughs) We all know that's true. So he really doesn't have any new tricks, but here and there he'll try something a little different. Paul, he tried it all, and it didn't work. I love Paul because even later on in the word, he says, I've run the race. I've reached the prize of the high calling. Guess what? He was a testimony to you and I that no matter what comes our way, we can see the end. We can attain the prize. Hallelujah. We can reach the goal. 
and hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Not letting the roadblocks, the attacks of the enemy move us. Isn't that good news? So that's why the word of God says, when trouble comes your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. It's just a try. Look at it this way, in other words. Don't look at it as, oh, man, I got to press on through. Oh, man, I'm totally getting attacked by the enemy. Look at it as, this is an opportunity for my faith to grow. I don't know about you, but when the enemy tries to come in the same way in an area that I've already gotten victory over, it's not as hard as it was last time. Why is that? Because I'm stronger. Because my faith is in God, and I know that if he did it before, he can do it again. Amen? Because God doesn't change. I remember, and I shared this, I think, a few times. I don't know if it's in here or not. But um, not too long ago, I was really going through a battle. One of those kinds of battles where it was like long and hard and you kind of want to give up and go hide and just take long naps. One of those kind of things. I'm putting my son Jude to bed. And man, I was, you know, wrestling in prayer regarding this thing. And I'm putting my son Jude to bed and the Lord speaks to me so clearly and I'm so thankful for the voice of the Holy Spirit. Um, he speaks to me. He says, do you know the reason for the battle is because you're almost to your victory? I think that if we could really see, thank you, Jesus, yes, that shed light on it like you wouldn't believe. I mean, it was like a stamp of approval from the enemy, like he was cheerleading me, like he saw me as a hindrance to the kingdom of hell, so he decided to attack me so greatly to try to stop me. And the Lord gave me a heads up, said, hello, don't you know the reason for your battle is because he sees that you're almost to your victory. Don't let that stop you now. Fight the good fight of faith without wavering. Don't let the devil deceive you into thinking that you can't make it through that thing. God's grace is sufficient for you. His strength is made perfect in your weakness. When you feel like you're weak and you can't do it, he all of a sudden gives you a word like that, and all of a sudden you feel very strong. So I started fighting, and I, it just it, none of these things moved me. <laughs> none of those things moved me. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. In Galatians 5, 7, the Lord's speaking, and uh, he says, you did run well. Many of us, were running good. You know, we're living for the Lord. We're going to church. Maybe you're going to revival once in a while. And we're getting built up. Maybe we're reading the word, you know, praying every day. And you're doing really good. And then all of a sudden, some kind of attack or some kind of roadblock comes in or some kind of feeling of, of oppression or depression or, you know, you just don't feel happy. And then the Lord says, you are running so well. Who did hinder you? See, it's not just a sickness. It's not just someone didn't treat you good. It's not just a loss of a job. It's the enemy. Who did hinder you? The Bible says we fight not against flesh and blood enemies, but against principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, wicked spirits in high places. We need to realize these roadblocks are the enemy, and he is a liar. He's already defeated. And so if we'll just wait upon the Lord and let him renew our strength, we can run through that roadblock and not be weary. We can walk and not grow faint. 
we could even get to the point where we're so high in the Holy Ghost, we can soar high on wings as eagles, amen, to where these things just don't touch us anymore. We're so strong in the Lord and in his mighty power that these things don't move us. I think that Paul might have gotten to even a point where even though he's being lashed, that he was so in the spirit, it didn't even move him. Meaning like, why isn't this guy crying? Why isn't this guy yelling out in pain? Because so in the spirit that it didn't move him. Because he waited upon the Lord. God's grace, God's strength was made perfect in his weakness. If you're here tonight and you're like, oh man, I've been so tired and so weary. I mean, we, we dealt with coronavirus, then we're all quarantined, and then I can't see any of my family and friends, and then the loss of the job, and then this. I mean, it's one thing after another. Chain reaction. I want to encourage you. Don't let it move you. Don't let it cause you to waver. Now is the time to press in like never before. Those are just lies and roadblocks from the enemy. Remember, you were running so good before that. Who did hinder you? Don't let the devil, the lying devil, hinder you. Consider it an opportunity for joy. Why would we consider that an opportunity for joy? I got excited when the Lord said, do you know the reason for the attack? See, I thought it was feelings. I wasn't even looking at it as an attack. I thought it was feelings in response to something that was happening. It was an attack. When I realized it was an attack, I realized that the devil is trying to stop me from doing something great. And I wasn't going to let him win that battle. Amen? So how do you win it? You wait upon the Lord. You keep moving forward to do what God told you to do. Amen? Hallelujah. God is so good. Isaiah 54, 17 is where he says, no weapon, you got to claim and speak the word, no weapon formed against me will prosper. All who rise against me will fall. He's covering everything. Doesn't matter what weapon, doesn't matter what roadblock, doesn't matter what enemy is sent your way, all who rise against you is gonna fall in the name of Jesus Christ. You just have to keep moving, keeping your eyes on the prize, keeping your eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Amen. I'm gonna call the worship team back up here because I don't know where they all are. So (laughs) Um, they're scattered, but. God is so powerful. And, you know, ask yourself this question. What is it that has stopped me in my tracks from seeking the Lord or from pressing in? You know, because we've all been there, we we get distraught or we get down about things don't look as great or things don't look how we thought it was going to look. Things don't feel the way we thought it was going to feel. This year certainly doesn't look how we had planned on last January, right? But guess what? We are coming to the end of the end times. And this is the most exciting time to be living. We get to be a part of the end time revival. And God is using you God is using you, and what he's doing is he is waking up. He is calling out, and, and he was, he's sounding a trumpet to wake up the sleeping giant. 
calling us to attention, to get our eyes off of the problems, off of the roadblocks, and our eyes on Jesus. Yes. It's not the time to be lazy. It's not the time to be hindered. It's not the time to look at those roadblocks and say, I just can't do this. It's too hard. It's the time, yes, to press in like never before. So what is it that's been hindering you? Is it sin? Is it temptation? Is it attacks from the enemy? Lies from the enemy? Is it sickness? We need to remember that the devil's a liar and that he's the father of lies. It's just a ploy. The roadblocks are just a ploy to stop you in your tracks. None of us can probably say, I was mobbed 10 times. I was shipwrecked three. I was left for dead. I was beaten. I was lashed three and a half times. None of us can say all that stuff. But maybe you can say, I was depressed. I was oppressed. Maybe you can say, I was abused. I was used. Maybe you can say, I lost a job and I had no place to stay and I was homeless. Maybe you can say that I was divorced or I lost my kids. What is it that the enemy has tried to throw in your path to hinder you? Maybe you were attacked in the body physically and it caused such a shaking of your faith in God. Let me just say this, that Jesus is a healer and he hasn't changed. The word of God says that he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hallelujah. Jesus is a deliverer. He's a deliverer, so he's still delivering today. So if there's any stronghold or bondage in your life that has tried to get in the way of you pursuing God, then Jesus can lift that thing so easy. He can remove that thing so easy. Hallelujah. It's my phone. There's a scripture the Lord gave me right before service, and I want to read it. Isaiah 10:27. He says, it shall come to pass. And I believe, I'm going to speak prophetically right now. I'm reading the word, but it's prophetic of right now. It shall come to pass in that day that his burden, your burden, will be taken away from your shoulder. That your yoke around your neck, the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing oil. In 1 John 3, 8, he says, For this purpose... This is the purpose that the Son of God was made manifest to destroy the works of the devil. How would you like God to just go through and just start cutting through those roadblocks? Just removing those roadblocks. Removing those weights that hinder you. Removing the temptation. Removing the hindrances. Removing the oppression, the depression, the addictions. Removing the sin until no longer do you have that temptation to do that sin anymore. The devil is a liar. And tonight the Lord gave me that scripture because he is doing that very thing tonight. What he told me 
this week is he said he's aligning hearts to seek him once he aligns hearts to seek him which means he's getting rid of the sin getting rid of the burden getting rid of the roadblocks if you will so you have a clear path to press in like never before guess what happens if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, will pray, will seek my face, will turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven. I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. Guess what? The glory of God starts coming in. Revival starts coming. No more will the enemy be able to hold you back. For God's grace is sufficient for you. His strength is made perfect in your weakness. I'm going to make a couple declarations the Lord told me to declare. Tonight, God's bringing deliverance and freedom to you to serve God again like never before. Tonight is the night of your deliverance. Tonight is the night of your freedom. Tonight is the night of your healing. Why? Because those are all lies, attacks, and roadblocks from the enemy. And Jesus was made manifest to destroy that work. And he's destroying that work today. He's removing the yokes. He's removing the weights from the shoulders. So you have freedom to serve God. Freedom to press in. Nothing holding you back. And then he spoke this to me. So many of my children have given up without a fight. What they ought to do is run with endurance the race that is set out before them. Having their eyes on the prize, the high calling of Christ Jesus. If they did, meaning like your eyes are on him and you didn't get your eyes off of him because of this or that. If they did, they could keep moving forward they could so Hebrews 12 1 and 2 says so let us throw off every weight that seems to hinder us and every sin that so easily entangles us and let us run with endurance the race that is set out before us looking unto Jesus the author and the finisher of our faith Jesus said, if you seek me with your whole heart, I will be found by you. The problem is, is you're not seeking him enough to where you can see him. Because if you could see him, nothing could get in the way of your eyes running towards him. But tonight, he is so angry at the devil, at the roadblocks, at the hindrances, at the sickness, at the oppression, at the addiction that has held his people back. Today, the oppression, the depression is leaving. Today, God is removing the yokes and he's setting the captives free. I don't say this on my own authority, but Jesus Christ was made manifest and he lives in me to destroy the works of the devil. And remember that scripture he gave me tonight. It shall come to pass in this day that that burden will be taken away from your shoulder that this yoke from your neck will be destroyed 
because of the anointing oil. Guess what I'm supposed to do? Anoint you with oil. How many of you believe that God's word is true? That his word will not return void. Amen? So go ahead and make a line, and I'm going to anoint you with oil. And God is going to remove things. He's going to heal things. He's going to deliver things. Tonight is the first day of the rest of your life. Hallelujah. Ushers, you can go ahead and line them up. Yeah. Hallelujah.
voices let freedom let it rain rain in this place let freedom rain let freedom let it rain rain in this place come lift it up let freedom let freedom lift it high rain in this place let freedom shout out on rain in this place the sun it's free and deep And there ain't no chains that can hinder me Hallelujah Hallelujah Ooh, The sun sets free It's free and deep And there ain't no chains that can hinder me Hallelujah Hallelujah Ooh, The sun sets free Ooh, The sun sets free It's free and and there ain't no chains that can hinder me Hallelujah Hallelujah Who the sun Who the sun sets free is free and deep And there ain't no chains that can hinder me Hallelujah Yeah Hallelujah
I'm free. So I declare no weapon formed against me is going to prosper. All who rises against me falls now in the name of Jesus. Every yoke is destroyed. Every bondage is broken. And I am free. Hallelujah. Give God a shout of praise. Hallelujah. devil lie to you and say it didn't happen it happened it happened remember that's just a lie it's just a roadblock keep pressing forward keep your eyes on jesus the author and finisher of your faith amen hallelujah father we just thank you for the work that you have begun tonight we thank you for burdens that are being removed yokes that are being destroyed bondages being broken in this place father i just thank you for the freedom and the liberty that we're stepping into to serve you with everything we got to press in lord like never before and to see your glory rule and reign in our hearts our lives and in this place in jesus name everybody said amen, amen. hallelujah we want to see you guys outside for our bonfire just to fellowship with you we love you